Being an expert sucks. As a teacher of spiritual intelligence and emotional health, I get cornered into being the guy who has all the answers. I'd like to take this opportunity to make a confession. I don't. What I do have are convictions. I have theories. I have questions. I find myself looking around and I'm like, we can't stay here. Stop setting up your tent. We can't stay here. Through my journey, it's become evident that being a participant is no longer enough. It's time to become reformers. These are my confessions. To get deeper in this conversation, visit MikeMayashiro.com. Welcome to today's episode. Um, today we're going to talk about spirit coaching, um, which I know some of you listening are like, what does that even mean? It's a great question. We're going to talk about it. Um, so we're going to go into where did this come from? How did it start? Um, why are we doing it? What does it look like? And then what do we do with that? You know what I mean? Which sounds boring. I promise it's not. So stick with me for a little bit here. Um, it all started, it was actually uh, the end of 2013. I was still a full-time employee and had some dreams of, you know, some projects I wanted to build in the future and things I wanted to invest in to generate more revenue. And I realized in order to even start doing that, I needed a chunk, I needed a chunk of money uh, for capital to even start investing. And, you know, with how much I was making at my job, I was like, I did the numbers and I was like, dang, this is going to take forever. This is going to take years to actually even be able to just start. And so I got a fire lit under me and I was like, I can't wait years for this. I have to do something else. So... I remember I was back in Portland for Christmas break and I was on a walk with the Lord in my parents' neighborhood, just out in these fields. And I was just kind of dreaming and like thinking about the future. And I was like, okay, God, this next year, if I were to start a business of any kind, what would I want to do that in? And I still didn't have a ton of grid for a lot of things that I'm doing now. So I was pretty new to trying to explore in my own heart, what did I want to invest in? What did I want to do? You know, I think at that phase of your life, you can feel kind of overwhelmed because it feels like really limiting or restricting or like you're stuck doing the thing if you consider it right so thankfully somehow I got past that hurdle and I was like okay if I could do anything I think what I would want to do is some form of life coaching because I know I've seen that modeled but I don't want to just do life coaching I want to focus on the spirit like the spiritual side of things and help people identify spiritual agreements break up with partnerships they have with the enemy learn how to practically agree with the Lord with the Holy Spirit and allow truth to rule their lives and then from that place, the freedom would be a natural byproduct of that proper alignment. And I was like, I want to do that. Is that a thing? And I kind of Googled spirit coaching and tried to explore different aspects of what I was trying to build. And I didn't see anything like what I hadn't had in mind. I was like, okay, so that's good or bad. It's good in the fact that like no one's ever done this before, as far as I can tell. But it's bad in the fact that no one's ever done this before, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Who knows? But um, thankfully, I had enough entrepreneurial drive and knowledge up to that point to believe I could do this. Um, so January 2nd, 2014, I made a public figure page and announced I was going to be doing spirit coaching. And of course people had questions, weren't sure what that meant. And so I got to just field those questions myself. And I was charging $20 an hour back then, um, just to like get people in the door and just kind of start experimenting. Right. And just, I wanted, I mean, I knew I was worth more than that, but I wanted to give the early adopters a massive break in price so that, um, I could get experience and they would get value and it not cost too much. Right. So I, had I think about four cus or four clients within the first month and a half, which to me was a big win. I was like, wow, cool. And I didn't really know what continuity with them would look like. I didn't know what to expect from each individual. I didn't even have an application process back then. It was more just like people texting me or emailing me or messaging me on social media, just out of nowhere, right? Um, so I started meeting with people and continued to just 
refine my craft and figure out what my brand was like and who am I, what am I doing, what kind of results am I able to deliver for people or to people, what can I promise they can get out of working with me, right? And then fast forward, after about a year, I had probably a good, probably had worked with all up to 20 people up to that point um, and several of them were recurring clients, which was cool, it felt like a, a win. Um, and other projects started building and expanding around that time as well. I think two years into this thing, I the thing had grown quite a bit. I remember um, specifically, it was January of like probably 2016. Yep. And uh, in December, my uh, sorry, by that January, my clientele had doubled from what I'd had up to the point that I started the coaching thing to then. Like I had amassed a whole new wave of new clients that were the same number as people I had been working with up to the like that two-year marker, which was shocking to me. I was like, wow, these stats are amazing. How interesting. Um, and I remember I threw out a social media post randomly at the end of the day one day. Um, it was just a whim. I didn't plan this. It wasn't something I meant to have happen, but I found a picture of this baby kind of sitting like at the edge of its crib with its head resting on its hands, just super bored looking. And I threw that picture on my Instagram and I said something to the effect of, if you're bored or afraid or anxious or just not loving your life and you don't want to wake up tomorrow, you know, or you want to wake up tomorrow like excited to meet your day and to go after things that you care about and believe in, um, I still have a couple of spots left open in my coaching schedule. If you're interested and want to apply to work with me, shoot me an email, whatever. And I had a ton of people respond to that. I was not ready. I was not prepared for that. It was shocking in a great way. But it, it again, like that was the thing that actually caused there to be a doubling in the amount of people I was working with. And so I was kind of shocked and realized like, you know what, I got to raise my rates. I think I was at about $40 an hour up to that point or maybe 60. So I was raising my rates. And then I think a couple months later, I don't know what happened, but like there was another surge and I had doubled again. So for the second time in that year from the onset of this whole adventure. And then I think by that July, I had doubled again. So three times in the span of seven months, it was crazy. I was shocked. It was awesome, it was a lot of work. I was the only one doing this. So I was just booking people out like crazy, sending them into like months in advance, which well, I didn't love that. So I started jacking up my prices to try and weed out the curious and only like work with the serious, which only made people more interested. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, but it just continued to grow and I was like, I can't keep doing this, this is crazy. And I feel bad for people having to wait so long. So I kept trying to figure out ways to disqualify people to get them to not be waiting around. I hated that pressure and feeling like, you know, people were waiting on me. Like I hated not being able to deliver, especially in a timely manner. And I remember I was meeting with a friend of mine and he was like, dude, what you need to do is train other people to do what you're doing and just grow the amount of coaches you have so you can help more people. Don't reduce the amount of people you can work with, expand your means so you can help more people. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I understand what you're saying. The spirit of it is good. I like it. I have no idea how to do that. So I wasn't even like, ready to listen to that yet but it was a good idea right and then fast forward i think it had been probably another six months or so i finally was like you know what i have to do that let's see what happens so i put a little campaign together and offered to do a training with some people to be mentored by me and trained on how to do spirit coaching like i was doing it i had several people jump on board and so i trained i think seven people and five of them actually came on as spirit coach partners with me and then i started um contracting clients over to them and having them do most of the coaching. I still had clients myself, but you know, a lot of expansion was happening at that time in my life as well. So I had to find ways to get my time back and all that. So I was super grateful to have like learned on some level how to scale that, which was new for me. And I'm so grateful for the coaches that jumped on board from the beginning and all of them are still with me. It's awesome. I'm so glad that they've jumped in with on 
in on this with me. Uh, just getting to see them go through the journey with me and them having ideas and ways they wanted to grow and like improve things. And it's been so much fun. It's been a lot of work. It's been such an interesting adventure for sure. Um, but anyway, so what is spirit coaching? Basically, the heart behind this is I was like, man, there are so many people I come across, especially like in the church and in ministry who are not getting the attention they need on practical matters. Like going on a prayer line, that's great for like a quick fix or like a, you know, a radical shift or what have you. But when it comes to sustainability and people walking out life changing practices that would shift habits, mindsets, beliefs, patterns, that kind of thing. I was like, they need more support and more like life on life contact than just a random encounter on a Sunday morning, right? Or, and sometimes even the counseling, uh, inner healing stuff wasn't addressing the responsibility and ownership that I saw people needed to bring to the table in order to walk out lasting change, to produce fruit that remains, if you will. And so I was like, the coaching thing, the model seems to be really effective. It was also all the rage back then, <laughs> but. Um, I liked the professional posture that the coach got to have, but also the client got to step into. And we were both empowered and got to partner together to see transformation in the client's life, which I love. So I love the dynamic. I love the professionalism. I love the ownership it required because the client was going to invest in their own um, you know, development and growth. And I had been coaching people, I'm putting air quotes on that, for years before I ever went into business doing this. And I didn't charge anybody for this. I did it out of the passion and like just goodness of my heart and just compassion for people. And also a desire to want to continue to grow in my ability to help people in this area. And one of the things I ran into that drove me nuts was people would meet with me. I'd, we would work through stuff together and I'd give them some great, I'd ask some great questions. Some amazing things would come to light in the conversation. I'd give them some great advice, help them with some practical steps, whatever. And then as soon as the pain went away, they stopped doing the work. Like they didn't care. They just moved on. And they were just like, forgot we even talked about it. And I'm like, what the? And I kept seeing people only be serious and committed until the pain went away. And then they stopped taking care of the thing or stopped being diligent or intentional in that area and just kind of would revert back. And it just started feeling like a waste of time. I'm like, I don't want to keep doing this. And so part of the attitude when I opened up a coaching practice, excuse me, opened up a coaching practice was I wanted to work with people who were serious, people who were willing to invest, um, which demonstrated a commitment and a resolve and a readiness for things to change. And if it cost them something, I found that their buy-in was way higher and their commitment level was way stronger, right? So it was a big win for everyone involved. I was like, cool, this is great, let's do it. Um, so sp- spending a lot of time and energy learning how to get into people's context. So the spirit coaching thing was super unique because each client brought their own thing to the table. It wasn't like I was running everyone through the same program. It was that people were coming to me and then now to our coaches. And it was a very customizable coaching platform where they get to come and they get to show up and like bring what, like a pattern habit, a cycle they can't seem to get out of. Like they need some outside perspective. They need clarity they need spiritual insight into what's going on here. Super interesting, super helpful to get to have that conversation. Or um, even people that wanted to take their, whatever their business, their life, their lifestyle, their productivity to the next level. And that was actually a lot more fun. I really enjoyed helping people take something that was good and make it better, make it greater, make it more excellent, more impressive, more impactful, more significant, if you will. Um, so that was like a lot of my favorite work to do because a lot of the stuff we tapped into in those conversations was creative and expansive and there was life in it. We did a lot of soul searching and fixing problems and identifying agreements with the enemy in specific ways that they didn't even recognize. And specifically in the area of relationships, there was a lot of relationship stuff coming up, which is understandable. Um, But sometimes that would be taxing because, 
you know, there are times where you're in the middle of a coaching session, a, a spirit coaching session, and someone will just black out and they just kind of glaze over and they tap into some darkness. <laughs> they start believing that there is no hope, there is no answer here, or we touch on some pain point and all of a sudden they just go to that place they revert to whenever they visit this spot in their heart and they go to this dark hole and everything's like over and sad and will never change and it'll always be this way and life sucks and, and they kind of start going there and you can, as a coach, if you're you know, engaging in the discerning side of things, you can pick that stuff up. You start feeling it. The room just starts to get dark and the walls are sludging and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be here. I can't breathe. What's wrong? Everything's going to a bad place, right? And you can feel it and it starts like sucking you into this ugly hole. You don't want to be there. And so I started like catching that. I'm like, whoa, this is happening. You can either, sometimes you could physically see the person, like their countenance would change, their eyes would switch. Um, sometimes I'd feel it in my own emotions. I could feel my own emotions tanking and details from my own life would come to come to my screen and I would just, they'd be in, imposed by, dis, like despair would impose itself on them or hopelessness or like, you know, I'm stuck or that kind of vibe. I'm like, man, like what's going on? And sometimes I would like not catch it right away and think that I'm just going through some bad thing while this person's talking. And it started becoming so consistent that I'm like, oh wait, this has nothing to do with me, right? And I had already understood those dynamics up to this point, but sometimes it was surprising because the person didn't look different, but the things inside of me would start to change. Or sometimes you could feel it in the air around you. It wasn't internal. It wasn't a visible thing, but you could feel it in... I don't know how to explain that, but there was a distinction. You could feel it outside, but it was a feeling, right? And so I started getting to learn how to respond to people when that was happening. And um, the more I paid attention, the more intentional I was, the more I was able to catch it while it was happening. And if that could happen, it was so much more effective because they didn't just spiral down and then go down this whole invested journey with hopelessness in the moment. And like literally three minutes of that can can uh, do a lot to a person, right? So it was, it was like about a two or three minute like window where I was like, oh, I didn't realize three minutes ago that's when things change and then having to like reverse engineer where did that come from, how did I get here and then like, you know, smoking the thing out. Um, but if you catch it in a moment, you can actually stop them from, you know, going down this crazy spiral and address like what was true and not allowing that person to just get dragged to hell in a moment. And we get to bypass that entirely, which was so powerful and beautiful to see. And so I started seeing a lot of radical breakthrough with people where they would like, it maybe didn't seem super obvious right away that their life was different, but as they continued to walk out some of the things, some of the practices that we put in place and the, the mindfulness and the awareness of things and learning how to navigate their own soul and things that were influencing them in that place, a few short weeks later, they start realizing that their general experience in life had dramatically changed. And all of a sudden hope became a more constant experience and they started feeling a lot more in touch with um, the fact that tomorrow is taken care of and secured and alive and that regardless of whatever happened to them, that God was on the throne and would sort their affairs. And like that started becoming a more pronounced experience, which to me was such a big win because I'd spent so much time in my life working with people who were so convinced that Satan was powerful and that the enemy was going to destroy them and that they were going to lose things or they just couldn't change this stuff. And so getting to experience victory in my own life and watching the discerning spirits piece come into play to help give language to people and like kind of stair step them into a different place, seeing that stuff organically trans transfer and start to take effect was so rewarding and it was changing the game. I was like, this is powerful, which only drove my conviction to not only expand the practice itself, but bring on other coaches to teach them these competencies and learning how to regard the spirit realm in this way and meet people in that place. And it's not this big ministry thing. We're not like putting our hands on their head and like screaming in tongues or any of that stuff. We're not doing that. We are asking specific intentional questions. We are providing specific intentional feedback 
we are um, laying out some foundation of like helping them have a structure and a, a, an awareness of how to understand some of the mechanics behind why they make the decisions they do, why they interpret things the way that they do, why things feel that way, why things are valued in a certain way or not. And you know, getting to bring some education in the process as well just helped shape people where we're legitimately coming alongside them and helping them do the work of renewing their minds, of um, fixing their mind on things above, right? Things that are lovely or pure or noble or true or whatever, right? Things that are excellent or praiseworthy. We're like building infrastructure within a person to refer to these things, to pull from these things, to look at them, but also identifying the things that were coming from the enemy participating in their life that were bringing death, that were destroying them, that were stealing from them, it was causing them to you know, rot from the inside out. Um, when we could recognize that stuff or we helped our clients figure that stuff out and catch it, all of a sudden it was an agreement away and they could shift things like quickly. This wasn't a time-related issue. It was an agreement-related issue. And if they could legitimately shift their allegiance from, you know, people are going to reject me or I'm always going to be overlooked and excluded to I'm valued and loved and worthwhile and it doesn't matter how my environment responds, that is true of me. And then all of a sudden I start seeing evidence and proof that that is in fact true, which changed the atmosphere around me and caused people around me to respond to me differently, right? That started changing things in people's lives in dramatic ways. And some of the most consistent problems we ran into were people's relationships, the way they experience other people, the way people experience them, and helping them align their participation in those you know, significant connection points with other people lining that up with truth, with courage, with honesty, with vulnerability, with intentionality versus fear, shame, control, manipulation, dishonesty, whatever, right? And it's amazing when you allow the truth to inform you of what's really going on and you learn how to like walk with him and abide with him and obey him, how freedom becomes the result. And so I train my coaches like we are not setting anybody free. That's not our goal. It's not our job. We help guide them to Mr. Truth and he sets them free, right? And so we can't force anything in their life. We can't make anything happen, but we can get really good at our participation in this exchange and use our influence and our contribution to guide them toward the door that truth is at and then they get to walk through it. And if they do, transformation, freedom, right? If they don't, we set up another session and we continue to work with them until they can actually make that exchange where I'll give up control and familiarity and knowing what to expect for trust and hope and considering possibilities and allowing the Lord to step into that vulnerable place to show them something else. It's a powerful, transformative dynamic that is so important. And I love that we get to engineer that and that it's organic. It's authentic. You know what I mean? We're not like forcing anything. We're just learning how to host this exchange and come in to equip people with practical steps and tools on how to move forward toward truth away from chaos and dysfunction. Um, this feels very kingdom. So I love that what we're doing here as a, as a professional service is also building things within people that they can take for the rest of their lives. Obviously, there's a stewardship, fac stewardship factor there that will need to take care of it and be intentional with that. But it's establishing things that they can take into every season for the rest of their lives and that would affect everything, all of the things, right? Um, if we can get that plank out of their eye, they'll be able to see clearly. And then all of a sudden, they get to become part of the solution where they get to like see clearly to help remove the speck out of their brother's eye. We don't love talking about that because it's it can be so messy. There's such a high margin for error out of a lack of training on our part. But if we could get people skilled and experienced and getting great results in learning because their eyes have been cleared out, learning how to effectively and compassionately remove speck from their brother's eye, 
my goodness, like, I think that's a pretty powerful aspect of how we're going to change this world. Like, it's going to need to be all of us. It's not any one group or one person that's going to, you know, sweep the world. It's going to come from everyday people learning how to practically partner with the spirit of truth in the world in their own personal lives. They govern this place first, and then they learn how to export that and learn how to share that with the people around them and effectively um, transfer what they know to the other person in front of them where they get to experience the benefits and results as well. We're, we're teaching people how to submit to the truth, right? Big deal. Really important work. I'm so glad we do it. It's one of the the more interesting and I would say even more popular um, branches of NUMA. People are um, really interested in the spirit coaching thing to obviously benefit it from benefit from it for themselves, but we've also had such a surge of people who are interested in learning how to coach. <clears throat> so wanting to go past the currently seven coaches that I'm working with now personally, people have been interested in learning how to do that themselves. And so we have some trainings and resources and services and events that we put together to help train people to do what we call NUMA coaching, like spirit coaching. What is this approach? What is the mindset? What is the heart posture? What are the tools? What are the practices that we put in place to legitimately lead people toward the truth and allow them to say yes or exchange with them there to produce the results that we know God wants to produce there. And that's not up to us to make happen, but we just learn how to sometimes even logically just wrestle out this doesn't make sense this doesn't fit this isn't you this isn't this doesn't belong here if that's true then there's a space now what should that be filled with let's go to the truth right and then learning how to partner with that how to agree with what's true in their lives uniquely specifically and then walking that out um yeah so like i mean i wish i could tell you i mean with so many stories of this guy he just messaged me on instagram the other day um we were meeting and he was one of those fun ones because he didn't come to me with problems. He was like, hey, I had these dreams in my life. I don't want to hit these targets by this age range and whatever. Like, what can I do? What do you see? And so we just kind of continued to like explore his life and his mindsets, his beliefs, his practices, his habits. And from there, tweaking and changing some things to help shift over his practices to line up with truth. And he just messaged me that one of his goals was um, hitting, owning, I believe, 10 properties by the time he was 30 years old. And he messaged me the other day, said he just closed a deal, and it looks like he's about to hit owning 10 properties, and he's 26. So he's hitting it four years early, which was so cool. I had another client um, in another country. She was going through a lot of personal pain and trouble with, like, with family and health issues and whatever, and her job and all these things. And as we continued to work together, it took like probably three or four sessions for me to even figure out what was it she was looking for from me, like what were we trying to accomplish here. And once we started catching our stride and really figuring out what she was looking for, um, probably about five months later, um, she had totally changed her career, went to a totally different job. She was getting paid, I think, um, a third to a half, or sorry, 50% more than what she was making before at her new job. It was more in line with things that she was passionate about and cared about. Her, her relationship with her mom was starting to improve. Like She was seeing all these other drastic improvements, and it wasn't because we were focusing on any one area. We were talking about the place that she was coming from to govern the choices she was making in the things that she was responsible for, the things that she was stewarding. Uh, I have so many stories I could tell you that, you know, the truth doesn't just help in one area. It helps, helps in all of them. And when you have one area of your life that starts to improve or starts to ascend or refine, it doesn't tend to just stay there. It tends to affect and spill over into the other areas, right? And so um, a, rise, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? When the water lifts, all the different things that matter to us rise with it. And so when we start talking about the spirit, the spirit realm and the things we believe and things we're focused on, the things that we allow to influence us, 
when that stuff becomes God, when that stuff becomes the thing, like when what we're listening to is the spirit of the Lord, the result of listening to him, of walking with him, of obeying him is freedom. It is increase. It does cause us to be faithful with what he entrusted us in the first place with. Um, And so the whole premise and heart behind the coaching thing is stepping into a place where I do see a deficit that people are legitimately not getting the help and the support that they need to learn how to make these choices in a well-rounded, mature, effective place, specifically from the spirit. So I love that we got this thing in place. And um, if you guys are interested in being coached, uh, we're going to put a link somewhere around this. Or you can go to MikeMeyerShow.com and check it out there. Um, if you're interested in learning how to coach, like how to coach from the, the NUMA side of things, same thing. Visit MikeMeyerShow.com. If we can put links somewhere, we will. Um, but there are two different routes you can go down if you just want to be receiving from this place. That's awesome. If you want to learn how to you know, build this yourself with your for your own competency and to be able to help in whatever area you are exposed to, also helpful. We have mental health therapists, um, psychologists, counselors, pastors, moms, you know, jumping on board to learn how to coach, like how to spirit coach, which has been so much fun to watch them interact with the material, learn things, be like, oh my gosh, I've never heard this before. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it's marrying these different things that I've, I've always had a value for these different areas. It feels like there was something missing though. This feels like the missing piece. I'm like, oh, I feel really honored by that. That's awesome. Um, I, but that is a common thing I hear is like, this feels like the thing I was missing in these different industries I've been in, investing skill and professionalism in. And so I love that we're getting to meet a need here where we're regarding the person in front of us and bringing them a holistic approach to not just appeal to the physical side or the emotional side or the spiritual side that we start from spirit and that affects everything, right? And we're not relegating this to some like dramatic supernatural moment, but looking at this from a sustainable, normal, like a normative approach that the spirit realm is operating regularly. And as we start to wake up to those dynamics, it informs the decisions that we make. And as we make the decisions that are lined up with the truth, with what God says is real, which is the definition of reality, then we really are the disciples of Jesus and we'll know the truth, right? And that tr- the truth will set us free. The cool thing about freedom, the freedom that comes from God, is it's not just in any one area. It touches all of the areas. Um, we, when we experience breakthrough in one area with the Lord, when he starts to re- re- reveal things to us that are true about a thing, it actually starts to bleed in. The crazy thing about truth is it doesn't just stay contained. It doesn't just sit still. The truth is alive and it's moving and it's expanding and it's looking to continue to infiltrate and empower and reveal and liberate, you know? And so as that's happening, it's so much fun and it is so rewarding. And it's why all of us, I can say this on behalf of all the coaches I work with, it's why we all do this. We love seeing people's lives get restored, where they get to start experiencing the benefits of what Jesus paid for on that cross. We love getting to partner with them in that place where they get to commit to their own journey, to believe in the hero that God always called them to be and say yes to that person. And we get to come in and help them along the way. It's so rewarding. It is so fulfilling. I can say um, with confidence on behalf of every coach I work with, including myself, the money's great. Like we are grateful to be compensated for our efforts and the skills we're bringing to the table, but we're doing this because we love seeing the transformation and the impact that we get to have with people where they get to say yes to God in ways they didn't know how to before. It's so right that this is happening. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, check out MikeMyashiro.com.